You ready for it now? I'm about to preach, so get your pillow ready and we'll all put you to sleep. That's typically pretty boring in here. Carmel wants to preach. What do you got to say, Carmel? So, um, again, just, just a big thank you to you guys. Um, to anybody on Facebook, say hi. 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 Uh, they're saying it back. Did you hear them? Yeah. Yeah, they said hi. Yeah, they, were, they were seriously concerned. So. No, but, but it's just such a blessing. It's an absolute blessing to do what I get to do. Uh, from where I came from to what I'm doing now, to the things and the promises that God has made in my life, is absolutely amazing. So when we hear songs like Rattle, and we hear songs, you know, actually all four of the songs that we heard, singing about my Jesus and all the things that Jesus can do, we're actually going to take off on that a little bit today because... You know, we've been talking about body, spirit, soul, and we're into the spirit segment of things. And so, so that's, all those things are, are, are from God. So, so, um, All right. <laughs> you got to love the distractions. Uh, do you call them distractions or do you call them blessings? Blessings. Blessings, absolutely. Absolutely, you know, and, and so if we have a disruption in the course for a second, we're okay with that. We're absolutely okay with that. Well, I, I think we're all um, childlike in many ways. You know, and, it, and it's okay. It's okay that we get to that place where we get to that place where we're ready to have God rebuild us. Amen. And so, some of that just really requires us to actually recognize where we're at in life. Now, where are you? What's happened in your world? How is it that we got this far and we still behave the way we do? How is it? How is it that we that we got this far and? Uh, we don't know maybe even what we should know. Right? I remember giving my life to the Lord at, at 34 the first time, kind of counterfeit, and then 36, and then subsequently thereafter, learning about stuff. At 40 years old, sitting in the seminary, thinking and believing that I was stupid. And God's like, boy, you ain't stupid. Remembering and thinking about how I wasn't good enough. And God said, you're more than enough. I made you. You're more than enough, boy. Come on, Scooter. Get it up. Get it together. And he walked me through all these things, all these pieces of healing. And you know what? Even after 15 years of sobriety, 16 years of knowing him, I'm still not perfect. I still need him. Can you imagine that? Like, how long does it take before I just get this and I can fly free without him? I pray it takes the rest of my life getting to know him. That he's always talking to me, that he's always working on me because there's always stuff that I got stashed in the closet somewhere that I forgot. You know, he, 
You ever stash like a $2 bill or whatever? I found some uh, Saudi Arabia dollars in a photo album that I didn't even know I had the album. I was like, wow, holy buckets. That was really, it was, it was pretty cool. Super surprised. So there's a lot of things that come to the forefront. They come up as we give our lives to Christ that Satan loves to hold over our heads. Amen. Amen. that headspace available. I was just talking with Robert before church, and, and it's so amazing. We think that we have to orchestrate our lives so perfectly. Get everything set, every jot and tittle, every every T crossed, every I dotted, everything perfect. What's the, what's the room, where's the room for God in your life? Like, do you actually have any room for God to function in your life? And I'm not saying that you have to be a bloody mess. I'm just saying that you have to be open for the move of the Spirit in you. Because He's going to move. He wants to move in you. He wants to bring a freshness, a new wind, a new fire inside of you. Just something stirring in your belly that is just, oh, gosh, God, I'm so anxious for this day. Even the worst days, like the suckiest things that are coming. There's still good in all of it. There's still good in all of it. What happens when we get to evangelize on the worst day of our lives? If the love of God is so present in our hearts that no matter what, we're praising God. What does it look like when we get to that point? How does, how does everything around us change? How do people change? When we come with fire and we come with power, we come with something new that they have never seen before. Come on. What's up with that? Right? Mm -hmm. And that's what it's talking about. Like, like the bones. Do you think that's just a story or do you believe it? I believe it. You sure? Because we act like it's just a story. Like come some on. Gomer sat down and wrote a whole bunch of really weird off-the-wall stories. Come on. And, and that weird Gomer is our father in heaven. Right. And he didn't just write them, he lived them. He, he, he gave us testimonies throughout our lives so that we might sing and, and cry out testimonies of how good our God is. Whether you're 8 to 80, deaf, dumb, or crazy, and even if you don't fit in those, he's still got room for you. Do you have room for him? That's right. You see, because once you realize... That with him, with that strength, with that fire, with that power, that there's something more coming. Now you're starting, you're just starting to prepare yourself to receive something that's so much different. Why do you want to keep going the way you're going? Has anybody got it so absolutely perfect, wonderful, they don't need anything? Like maybe, maybe life is just everything. I got it all. I, I don't need anything. I don't need to be a better person. I don't need to be a better listener. I don't need to be better at work. I don't need to be better this way or that way or any other way. And it's not just for you. But how are your interactions with people in the world? The clerk 
at the grocery store, and I know you've all seen these kids nowadays. I remember back in the day there was Sally Mae, and you went to high school with her, and she was really happy to see you, or, or Bobby Joe, or, or whatever, and people were just like, it seemed like back when we were growing up, people were excited to be where they were, but they at least had some kind of enthusiasm about life. Now it's just like, whatever, 8342, have whatever. It's just like, we're lacking that personability in this entire world. And it's up to the church to bring that forth, to bring that out. But if all we think we are is mere beggars and we got to go to church every Saturday and Sunday, please, Lord God, please, if it be your will, Lord, please. How about if I tell you it is his will and you don't have to beg? You have to submit. There's something to that. There's something to listening to who God is. When he speaks, are you listening? Are you ready to hear what he has to say or you think you got it figured? There's a lot of things that stop us from actually listening, pride, understanding, bad worldviews. Did you know by the time you're 13 years old, you've formed your worldview already? And so, what did mom and dad teach you by the time you were 13 about the world? How many of you came out with thinking you were stupid, or dumb, or worthless, or never going to be good enough? And that's just the way it is, no matter what. That's just the way it is. And so now, everything you do, even though you think you're recovered from it, that worldview virtually never changes the rest of your life unless you actually do some work on it. And the work that we're doing is the work of the Holy Spirit. We receive Holy Spirit when we receive Christ as our Savior. Amen? Amen. And that's a, that is that's phenomenal, but you got to get it. you got to understand where this comes from and that it is a gift. It's a free gift. And we have to get to the point of understanding it. I wish it was just something that came in and wham, and you were wrecked for the rest of your life. How long does a child play with a new toy? Right? Like you buy them all these gifts and you're just stoked because this year you were able to get Junior something that Junior always wanted. And they rip through the paper and they see the box and, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And they rip through the box and they, they play with the little thing and they're like, woohoo! They're all excited. <laughs> and five minutes later, they're playing with the box. And the toy's somewhere else. And it's thrown into a toy box. And it's hardly ever seen again. We do that with the Holy Spirit, with the gifts from the Father. We receive this, this baptism of the Holy Spirit, and we just... <laughs> Negated because the world tells us that it's not real. So then we just look at it and shun it and scoff at it. Or maybe we just put it aside because we don't know how to even operate inside of it. I mean, like we said about the song, I mean, God, you really put sinew and bone and meat and all this stuff, marrow inside the bone. You took the dried, weathered bones and you made them live? That can't be. How ludicrous. But if you believe, if you walk in faith, 
if you walk in faith that that stuff is real, then why can't that same spirit come inside of you and where you're dried up and crusty and rusty, where you ain't got nothing going on? What if you allow God to get in you to move, to, to bring it back in, to put new marrow in your bones, to put new muscle on, to put new fibers, to put new mind pathways from here to here to all over your body, and things start changing? Because that's the God that I read about in the Word. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's happening in the world, and I don't know even what's happening with me some days when I walk without that faith. That ever so needed faith that reminds me each and every day, each and every moment of every day, that today is a new day, that today my blessings are new again. So I screwed it up yesterday, but today it's new again. I get a reboot each and every day. I get a reboot every time. Every time I see that I screwed something up, I say, Lord, I'm sorry. He's like, sorry for what? Come on, kid. Let's get going. Right? But when you don't say I'm sorry, when you don't turn from your sin, when you don't turn from those things, it's hard because they just want to haunt you. They want to, they want to hold you down inside and they will... They will tether you to the 12-year-old, to the 9-year-old, to the 4-year-old. I remember getting beat when I was 4 years old and remember how terrible I felt. And I remember my stepdad telling me how worthless I was. I remember it. But that damn lie will never hold me down again. I have been set free by the blood of Jesus Christ on that cross at Calvary. I will never, ever, ever allow that life to pin me to the ground again. I have been set free. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. Something greater lives in me than, than has ever walked in these feet before. Amen? And the same gift is coming for all of you if you receive Christ into your heart as your Savior. If you decide... That Jesus Christ, I know that you came, you lived, and you died for me on the cross. And when you went to go be with the Father, you made a promise. And you said that I'm going to send power and fire. And when you receive that, you're going to do greater than all the works that I've done. There's something better. There's something better. If you can believe the beauty in this world, the absolute most beautiful place in the world, Robert, Hawaii, Dave, the beaches with, with the perfect waves, whatever, whatever the thing is, for me, it's that beautiful mountain stream in the spring when the water's just crashing out of the mountains. It's just, just so majestic as it falls from the sky and and you can, you can get underneath the spray of the mountain. It's like, and that beauty, like that beauty that, oh my, I, I tell you, if you want to see this kid get excited, put me in that clear mountain stream. Just let me get in up to my knees, freezing my feet off, the sun beating down. You want to see happy boy? <laughs> you couldn't anger me for nothing. You couldn't beat the smile off me with a stick. I love it. And so you take that most beautiful thing, the most beautiful thing that you can imagine. God's love, 
And the Holy Spirit in you is more beautiful than that. More beautiful than the most beautiful thing that you can picture or imagine because, because what it does is it changes, it shifts that worldview. It shifts that worldview so that you don't have to see things through the beat child's eyes. That you were given a new set of eyes, the veil's been taken away, the lies are gone. And now I get to see the world in all of its majesty, all of his people, the way that God sees them. I received the Holy Spirit and I received new vision in me so that I can see people. Because if I see them and they anchor me, <coughs> if all I can see is that 17-year-old girl's pissy attitude at the cash register, guess how I'm going to treat her? I'm going to treat her like a pissy little kid. And I'm going to be a pissy little adult. And we're going to have a little piss party right there at the cash register. I'm going to go on my way. I'm going to feel bad. Whereas I had an opportunity to speak life into her, to tell her how valuable she is, how much God loves her, but instead I walk in fear and I walk with the way that the world tells me. So I need to be able to change. I need to be able to receive Holy Spirit in me because in Him lies strength and power. In you is Him. There's something new in us when we receive Christ, amen? There's something new coming. Are you ready to receive something new? Do you want strength and power? Do you want to be powerless? Do you want to be pounded into the ground every time you turn around? Every time. Every time the world tells you you're not good enough, do you want to walk in fear? Do you want to walk in that belief? Do you want to walk in the world and that tells you, it doesn't matter what you do. Look at you. Look at you. Look at you. Would you look at you? Just look. Look at your physical being. You're disgusting. You're not good enough. You're short. You're fat. You're tall. You're skinny. You're old. You're young. You're a woman. You're a man. God loves you. Period. And the lies of the enemy just keep kicking us down and telling us we're not enough. <coughs> the word tells us to run the race until you get to the end. It doesn't do any good to run in the Olympics and to place last and feel bad about it. What? There's eight racers on the racetrack, and you placed eighth, and you're going to feel bad because you're the eighth best runner in the world. And you placed eighth. That means there's only seven people in the world that can beat you. That's it in the world. <laughs> and you have the audacity to be upset about it? Come on, what are you thinking? So you go out in the streets and you try and evangelize and nobody wants to hear your story. But guess what? You're the only one out there spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. God will raise those dry bones. God will do the work. Are you leaving room for God to work in your life? Or are you letting the world tell you who you are? you got to stop letting the world tell you who you are. Because you ain't that no more. There is something new in you. 
And you need to let God work in and through you. So if he tells you to go evangelize in the streets, go evangelize in the streets. But God, there's no fruit. He said, you didn't see it, but I did it. Would you trust me once? I made the bones rise. Right. The boy sat in the den and the lions didn't eat him. Right. His brothers threw him in a hole and then they sold him for slavery and he rose up. He rose up and he saved two nations. Not one, two. One of them was arguably the enemy. And he saved them. He saved an entire nation, two entire nations, because God said, well, what's God said about you? God said that I'm going to do great things in and through you, so what's stopping you from doing it? Why aren't you believing in you? Why don't you believe that what God says is the truth, amen? It's stupid that we sit around like beggars and paupers. Mm. Come on. We are royalty. Look around you. You are right. sitting in a room of royalty. Right. Each and every one of you are royal blood. If you've received Christ in you, you have Holy Spirit in you. Everything about you doesn't look like your neighbor. <clears throat> and that's on purpose. That's on purpose. <coughs> the Lord is my strength and my shield. In him my heart trusts and I am helped. Psalm 28. The Lord is my strength. So tell me what can't you do? Because if you're struggling, if you're failing, if you're not walking the way that God's calling you to walk... Maybe it's because you're trying to run on your own jujus. Why are you doing that? If you want to talk about silly, it's having Holy Spirit in you and not using it. Getting mad at your car because it won't start and you won't put the keys in the ignition and turn it. It doesn't make any sense. It runs a lot better with the key turned. And then to sit there with it started and just kick on the accelerator. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not going anywhere. Stupid Ford, you suck. <laughs> hey, put it in the gear. What? Yeah, D <coughs> for go. Really? Yeah. I'm going places. I'm going. Whoa. This is really cool. So what stopped you? What's got your car in park? Put the key in the ignition. Accept Jesus as your Savior. Turn the key. Put it in drive. Receive the Holy Spirit. Let's start going places. Amen. amen. Let's stop running on our own juice. Let's start running on Jesus' juice. On Holy Spirit power. Right. Because you got enough in you to last a lifetime. To take you to the greater places than you could ever think, hope, or dream. I've been there. I've been to places I never thought I would be. You know what's really cool about it, though? I thought I thought being a missionary around the world was really cool. I'm really excited. Absolutely love it. And the last time that I went, it was the worst trip ever. And God showed me something. 
that I cried to him for. Say, God, I just want to go home. I just want to be home. I said, in all my travels around the world, in all my travels around, I just want to be home. It's, it's my heart's cry, Lord. I've been crying this for years. Because I'm tired of running. I'm tired of being scared. I'm tired of being alone. And when I was gone, he said, Fred, Portage is home. Anywhere but there, Lord. <laughs> then he brought me a beautiful woman who said yes to be my wife. And I said, but Lord, you don't understand. Said, Fred, you don't understand. You're enough. You're enough because I mean you, because I love you and I made you. I said, Fred, I got gifts for you that you won't even open up your arms to receive. Why won't you receive it? What are you stopping for? What are you scared of? <coughs> Look in front of you and see what God's doing. How do I know his voice? Well, because it's not yours. He's got me fasting from something. I don't want to do it. How do I know it's his voice? Because I'd never do it. That's right. That's right. Amen. But it's good. It's solid. It goes along with the very principles of God. So I know that it's him. But God, boom! Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. He's a good daddy with amazing gifts for his beloved children, even the adopted ones. <laughs> Can you imagine that, that, that God... That God knew you. He knew you. He knew you and he knew the struggles you'd have. And he said, I'm right here. I'm right here, my son. I love you, Steve. I love you. You're my boy. You're my boy, Steve. You're amazing. I made you in my image. I don't make mistakes. All the things that you've done wrong, Steve, you've been forgiven for. When you receive Jesus as your Savior, it's all gone. It's washed clean. Don't hold records against yourself. First Corinthians 13 tells us love keeps no records of wrong. Do you love yourself or you hold or you holding track? You hold fast to what you did. Because it's not who you are. You are not the sum of the mistakes you've made in your life. Because amen, we've all made them, right? We're not that, and so we got to start changing our mindset, changing our heart, so that we actually can walk in the power and authority that He gives us. Because He says, "Plans for welfare, not for evil, to give you a future, <coughs> to give you future and a hope." Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that to have hope? What's the enemy like to tell, take away from all of us? Hope. And then he leaves us hopeless, which takes away everything. It takes away all the dreams. And so all I can ever do is all I've ever done. And But God, I don't do even what I've been doing very well. I'm just a piece of trash. <coughs> you got to get over that. You got to get over that heart and mindset. And you got to know, you got to know that you've been transformed, that you've been switched to the righteousness of Jesus Christ. 
There's something beautiful in it. <laughs> Ephesians 1, 3 to 5. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly. Did you read what that just said? That's right. Who did what? Can somebody read that out loud for me? Because I think I missed it. Because it seems to me, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord. So God, the Father of Jesus Christ, right? Him, the, the one, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. That God, that God, the one who created it all. The Father of Jesus Christ has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing. What happened with Jesus? Did he walk with spiritual blessing? Did he walk with power and authority? That's right. But I thought he was fully man. I thought he was fully God. What's going on here, folks? What happens if the same spirit that dwelled in him is in us? We receive the spiritual every, every spiritual, every, how many? All of them. All of them. Every single one of them. Amen, sister. Amen. And so now, we get all this spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. Now, you're going to remember that. I want you to remember the end of that verse, okay? In heavenly places, because you might trip, you might not, you might get it. Even as he chose us in him. Where were we before creation started? The word of God just said, I was in him. He chose us in him before the foundation of the world. <clears throat> that we should be holy and blameless before him. But wait. <clears throat> I'm a sinful beggar. No, you're not. You're saved by Christ Jesus. You've been forgiven. You've been washed clean. You're white as snow. And we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption. <coughs> so God knew that we would be born in the world. But yet through Jesus Christ and our receiving Jesus Christ as our Savior, we would become his sons and daughters through adoption. So what's the neat thing about adoption versus regular normal birth? One, you get what you get. Because you got what you got. Adoption, you can choose. So he chose us. He chose us. So when you look in the mirror and you say, I'm this or I'm that, why don't you recognize that you're good enough for God to choose you? So tell me how bad you are now. Perfect. <laughs> Is that a duck or a pig? <laughs> so, he predestined us. But what about free will? Can he predestine? Can we be predestined 
can still have free will. Yes. Alright, so the path has been set. I've given you everything that you could absolutely have to make a decision that will change your life forever. <clears throat> it's up to you to choose it. But I've made the path. I put you on the path. I gave you everything that you need, everything that you need to make that choice. But I'm going to let you make the choice. What are you going to choose? Through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will. So what did we just what did we just hear about in Jeremiah 29, 11? For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you. So now when you say, I don't know the will of God on my life, what do you think that is if you put them together? Do you think it's for bad? Or do you think it's for good? Do you think there's positives that will come from what God has for you? Or do you think you're predestined to live a life of absolute misery, pain, and hell? <clears throat> I'm saying you won't face some of that. But we need to start looking. We need to start thinking critically. Because if we don't start thinking critically, we're going to continue to let the world tell us what we can and cannot do. And the world has a God different than our God. He's the prince of darkness. And he wants anything but you and I to prosper. Anything but you and I to give our lives and our wills over to care of God. He wants anything but that. It's important to know the word of God. Remember we talked about that last week as it was. Romans 8.15 For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The greatest Father, the, the name Father, Abba. Beautiful Father, wonderful Father, loving Father, Abba, Father. We don't have to be fearful. But we receive that spirit, that power in us. Sometimes it's hard to believe that we that we could actually be worthy of what God is giving us. But God is calling us to it. So you believe it, or you don't believe it. And we're going to get hung up from time to time, amen? We're going to stumble, we're going to trip, we're going to fall. So when I talk about switching tables during dinner, and how we get to meet different people and the importance of that, the importance is just that. That somebody around these tables, one of you saints, might have a word spoken through a stupid little card that was just an icebreaker, and all of a sudden you've opened up something. Somebody sees something in you and now speaks life into you. Like, oh my God, you know, I have never thought of that that way. You've helped them, they've helped you, and away we go. And all we did is sit down to dinner. Each and every one of you, from youngest to oldest, has an immense value. Danielle, on my worst days, that little girl can warm my heart and bring me smiles and joy. On my worst days, she reminds me, every time I see her, she reminds me that Jesus is real. Because she's so full of love. She's absolutely incredible. Robert does the same thing. My brother Dave, the same thing. My fiance, the same thing. All of you guys, honestly, when I watch you guys pile through the doors, it blesses my heart. It reminds me how much God is, how good He is. 
Because I by myself am not worthy. But I, with Jesus, walking in my calling, am more than worth it. I'm valuable in the kingdom of God, and it's not it's not cockiness, it's confidence. The world wants to tell you, well, you're cocky. I'm not cocky, I'm just not going to listen to your bull. You don't get to tell me what or who I am. That's up to my Father in heaven, and he's already told me that I'm amazing. He's already told me that i got a call in my life that will blow your doors off. So when you tell me that I'm stupid, when you tell me that I'm this, when you tell me that I'm that, with all respect, I'm not hearing what you have to say. But I would like to tell you about my Jesus, the one who has a call and a destiny for you as well. So if you'd like to talk about that, we can talk about that. But if you don't want to talk about that, I'm going to kick the dust from my feet and I'm going to walk on down the road. Because you're not at a place where you're ready to receive the love that God gave me. And I'm not going to throw my pearls before that. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to walk with love. And whenever you're ready, I'm coming right back. I'm never going to be far from you. I'm never going to be far from you. But I don't have to receive the garbage that you have. I know who I am. Fear not, little flock. For it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. What? The kingdom? Who's the Father? Give me what? <coughs> oh, Jeremiah 29, 11. To give you hope and a future. Here it is again. In the Gospel of Luke. But fear not. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure. He takes joy and delight in handing you the blessing. He loves to see his little boys and girls stand up, rise up, and walk with power and authority. To walk with joy on your face, to walk with the fruit of the Spirit. He loves that stuff. He's like, that's my, that's my little go-getter. Woohoo! I put an extra little dose of woohoo in that one. Yeah! <laughs> It's been a day. Can I share something real quick? Sure. It, it, there's no such thing as coincidence. Um, I have numerous friends in this community that are suffering. They've been taking advantage of because of their situation. And literally, I spent time encouraging this individual because she, she needs to get out of the situation she's in. The Lord has blessed me with the ability to help her room where she'll be safe and by herself. I kid you not, my same words to her of encouragement, and she's like, what do you, what do you want in return? Because she's not used to that. No, you don't need to do anything. Just remember you're worth more than others think, more than you think, your prices. So this is the question of encouragement I have. Knowing there are literally hundreds of people in this community suffering the same way. Are we shining that light of Jesus towards her, knowing we have the ability to reach out and help them? Right, we, we get to change. But, you know, we, we have to be transformed. We have to get our, our thinking around this. And that's, that's the entire point of everything that God is doing in us. That none should perish. That's his goal. That none should perish. <clears throat> so, so we have to be in tune. We have to... 
to have to take the time to be with the Lord and let him speak to our hearts. I can tell you all that I know, and it might not sit right, but if you take time to be with God, if you write down the scriptures, if you do whatever it is that you do, God can speak to you. God can and will and wants to speak to each and every one of us. So when I say we got to, the only thing we got to do is receive Christ our Savior, walk in obedience, praising and worshiping Him. He'll guide you. In Him, we came from Him. Not simply His thoughts, but from Him. We started in His heart, and we returned to His heart. His heart is heaven. Where's God residing right now? In your heart. But it said, His heart is heaven. So what are you carrying around in you? You're carrying around heaven inside your heart. And somewhere the world told you that you ain't worth a lump of coal. I'm sure, Montfort. You're beautiful. You're amazing. You are absolutely incredible. And you have to stop letting the world tell you that you're nothing. For once you receive Christ as your Savior, you now walk with heaven in you. The Father, Son, Holy Spirit dwells in you. Heaven dwells in you. Where's the new heaven? We are the new heaven. We are going to create something on this world. It's our, it's our, it's our joy to do it. It's our blessing to do it. What an absolute honor and a privilege to serve the one who loved us and sent his son to die on a cross for us. And I get to do amazing things. Like any good father, he gives good gifts. 1 Corinthians 12, 4 to 7. Now there are a variety of gifts, but the same spirit, and there are a variety of service. There's varieties of service, but the same Lord, and there are varieties of activities. But it is, it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. There's people called dispensationalists who want to tell you that these gifts were only handed out during the time. Uh, John MacArthur's a well-known one. Uh, and that's fine and well and good. He's done a lot of good stuff. Uh, him and I disagree on this. There's, I, I find no validity scripturally to back up what he says. Because what's this telling me? Why are we writing this book that's going to last thousands of years? Because God's not a dummy. He knows what's coming. He called somebody to write the book for you and I. And every, every generation from then till now. So why am I reading this? Why am I reading this? To each is given. Is that... Present or past tense? Present. So is, if I wanted to talk about a gift that I had given, I would say I gave it. It was for them. But instead it says is given. Messages of wisdom, knowledge, the gift of faith, healing powers, 
healing, powers, prophecy, distinguishing between spirits, speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues. First Corinthians 12, 12, 11. All these are empowered by one and the same spirit who will portion to each one individually as he wills. <clears throat> so we're going to start breaking down these spiritual gifts because it's really important that we understand it. People want to argue, people want to fight over this stuff. I will fight you on one thing scripturally. One thing and one thing only. Christ crucified, buried, and resurrected. Amen. For me. The rest of it, let's have debate. Let's have talk. You're in a safe place to ask questions. We're going to get into some stuff that's going to feel uncomfortable. It's going to feel a little sticky at times. It's going to feel whatever. But let's get into that because this is empowering. This is how a pastor is supposed to empower you to do the work of God the Father. And it's only through the Holy Spirit. But if I don't help to encourage you to walk in the spiritual gifts, then what am I doing? I'm equipping you to be a couch potato. And I've been through the Bible a bunch of times, and I have never once seen where it says, Hey, if you love me, then sit on your laurels. I've never seen it. Not once. So it's time that the church rises up and starts being the church. And you're going to do it when you come to a point of understanding the spiritual gifts. When you start understanding the Holy Spirit in you and through you. Amen? Amen. So times there are changing to quote the great body deed. Right? Beloved, come with an open heart to at least hear what it is to ask questions and and we'll be as interactive as we need to be over the next however long it takes to get through this stuff. <clears throat> but I want you to be encouraged. And I want you to stop looking in the mirror the same way you did. If you don't like the way you look and you can't get over it, stop looking in the mirror. Start looking, start looking, in, the, start looking in the scripture. <clears throat> because in the scriptures you're going to find a God who loves you so amazingly. He loves you guys. I can't tell you how blessed I am that you guys are here. I can say it all day long. But you have to get to the point of actually knowing and understanding that the times when I get to preach the word of God, the times when I get to be with you guys are the greatest times. It's a blessing and honor to serve you guys. I wouldn't have given a plug nickel for you 16 years ago. But praise be to God, today I will give my life. And God already gave his son. You're enough. You are amazing. You are loved. You are blessed. You are something special. You are adopted into the kingdom of heaven. You are sons and daughters of the Most High. You are royalty. So let's pray. Amen. So Father God, we thank you, Lord. And Father, as we uh, as we tear into the Word, as we tear into the Holy Spirit, and find out and push and prod and poke and pull and do all these things, Father God, I pray that you would bless each person here. 
that you would work on their hearts so that they could let go of the lies, the condemnation that the enemy wants to tell them, that they would actually be free to rise up. They would be free to rise up and see who they are in the kingdom of God, in the heavenly places, in their hearts, because that's where you dwell. So, Father God, we thank you, we love you, and all God's kids said, Amen. If somebody could hit stop on that thing, it would be great. Everybody we can do it! <laughs> 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 <laughs>